You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. Hey everyone, Archie Manning here. It gives me great pleasure to invite you to join us in New Orleans for Ducks Unlimited's 85th National Convention, July 13 through 16. My family and I have called New Orleans home for over 40 years, and we can't wait for you to enjoy the many sights and sounds of South Louisiana, along with the many festivities planned for the Ducks Unlimited Convention. I'm honored to have been asked to serve as keynote speaker at the convention, and I look forward to seeing and meeting all of you later this summer. All right, folks. Well, as you heard there with the intro from Archie Manning, today is a special episode where we're going to be talking about Ducks Unlimited's 85th National Convention coming up later this summer in New Orleans. And joining me here in studio to help us talk about this, learn about what it's going to be, is a very special guest that I'm really pleased to have here in person, Ducks Unlimited's president, Doug Schoenrock. Doug, welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Good to be here. You're a return guest on our podcast. I believe Chris had you on a couple of years ago. So I encourage people to go back and listen to that episode. I think you talked a lot about your background, your history with the organization. We're not going to cover all those details today. I'll give you a chance here in a moment to talk about your time as president. But eventually, what we're going to get to is something that's really exciting, upcoming, Ducks Unlimited's 85th National Convention in New Orleans, Louisiana. We want to get people primed and excited for all the great things that we're going to see there. Before we do that, you are towards the end of your second year as president of Ducks Unlimited. And let me just say personally, thank you for your leadership and your service in that in that role. And I think there's an album out there by the name of What a Long, Strange Trip It's Been. It kind of feels like that for you over the past <laughs> two years, right? Yeah. So, Doug, we are a volunteer-led organization. Uh, We obviously have our CEO. We have our our chiefs here here at headquarters. We have our staff, but we are a volunteer-led organization. And sort of at the head of that is our president. For those that may not be aware of the critical role that that you play as president and any of our other kind of senior volunteers, give give our listeners an idea of the significance of that, what you do for the organization. Sure. Thank you. And, you know, I can relate it to music as well because— Sometimes the song uh, from Willie Nelson, On the Road Again, resonates well with me. And um, it's ironic. Many times I'll put my my headphones on when I get on a plane. And on my playlist, I have those songs. And how many times does that come into play? It's crazy. But uh, so, yeah, the last two years, you know, I was here two years ago and was just starting this great adventure. And, you know, the history before two years ago is the same. The history in the last two different years is way different. And... Um, you know, my job as president of what I consider to be, you know, the greatest conservation organization in the world is to work with our volunteers 
and yet work with our staff and continue to bring volunteers and staff closer together because we all serve a common mission. And I, I see my role especially important with the volunteers because they're much like me, unpaid. And um, uh, we ask them to do a lot of heavy lifting to, uh, to raise uh, money for habitat conservation for Ducks Unlimited. And, and um, so much of my time is spent on the road again. And it's, it's going to cities uh, for events. It's going to states for state conventions. It's going to evenings of conservation um, celebrations, or it's going to film premieres, or it's going on stewardship hunts. Um, it's, it, you know, it almost becomes, and, you know, I've been traveling heavy really since October of 2020. So we had about six months worth of COVID impact. And then I hit the road running and um, every week since then, I've been somewhere for the ducks. And, and now if I have a week at home, I feel naked. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't feel right. It's like, I got to be going somewhere. So um, I've instituted a calling program now where every week I take advantage of one of our great media assets, our website. And I look at local events. I go state by state and I call it dialing for ducks. And, you know, every Wednesday and Thursday night, um, I'll try to make 20 to 30 calls a night, one-minute phone calls. If I can find a ticket sales number or an area chairman number by an event, I call them up, introduce myself, and and just wish them good luck on their event because we are thinking about them, and everybody's thinking about them. And without without all those volunteers and without the support of senior-level volunteers, I don't know whether we'd be the same as we are today. And so I'm kind of a big cheerleader, if you will. That's That's a big part of my role. I need to be an educated cheerleader, but I need to make sure that our volunteers realize that they are truly where the rubber meets the road in Ducks Unlimited. So, Doug, you mentioned not knowing whether we as an organization would be the same without our volunteers. I can answer that for you. We would not. As a staff member, it is truly an honor to work for an organization that is fueled by our volunteers. And I've said that on episodes before, and I truly mean it. It was very humbling whenever I started volunteering for the Lafayette chapter in Louisiana. I worked for 13, 14 years down there, and I'm actually wearing my Ducks Unlimited Lafayette chapter shirt I saw right that. now. It Folks there good. in Louisiana will be proud <laughs> to hear that. It was truly humbling to see the amount of time, the amount of financial resources that these individuals give to an organization that I have the privilege to work for. Uh, so it's it's truly remarkable. And I know we're not the only nonprofit organization that benefits from the power of our volunteers, but uh, but we can't say thank you enough to those folks and you especially at that that leadership level and, and all that have been before you and all those that will come after you in that regard. Over the last two years, it's been it's been different, but there have still been a lot of rewarding times for you, I know. So here's an opportunity for you to reflect on that. What has been the most memorable or the most inspiring moment that you can reflect on over the past two years? Sure. What I'm going to do is take you from 30,000 feet down to 300 feet, and I'll be quick. Inspirational to me is going to a, a small event like a Gunnersville, Alabama, or a Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, and seeing folks who scratched and saved their way to buy an event ticket for 50 bucks and get a DU membership out of it and bring their daughter and their kids. And there's a, there's a bike in the silent auction and you got a four-year-old riding a bike through the hall, you know, dodging people. And yet at the same time, inspirational for me is going to an event like the Houston Gala or the Lake Forest chapter event or the 
Brandywine event in Delaware and seeing folks that are writing checks for millions of dollars. Their blood's the same. And so inspirational for me is knowing that the opportunity we have to raise money for a cause is a cause that we get to live. And that's different than a lot of other not-for-profits. We can go outside and enjoy going fishing or going hunting or just seeing a scenery. And how many other not-for-profits get to enlist volunteers and paid staff um, and make it part of their lifestyle? And so we see the fruits of our labor every time we go outside. And that's so inspirational. And then to see the dichotomy. And, you know, I've, I've been on a treadmill or, or an exercise bike beside folks that I didn't even know in a hotel. And they'll have a DU shirt on. And then when we introduce each other, um, they didn't know I was the president. And I didn't know that they were a $5 million donor to the organization. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, we're all there for the same reason. So that's the 30,000-foot level. The, um, the 300-foot level is... When you get to go to an event like third term at uh, here at NHQ. That's where we have our, our youth. Our- yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this last year we had over 200 kids here representing about 84, 85 different colleges. So th- this is the farm system, right? And um, and I've been coming to these things for four or five years now since I was senior vice president of Youth and Ed. And to be able to remember these youth and follow them as they graduate and they move into a job and move to a different city. But then to see them again at an event and and realize that the farm team was working. And, you know, that's very inspirational to me. And then then to see stuff at an auction, and I'll I'll bring up it was either the Wisconsin or the Illinois State Convention. And to to see a silent auction that uh, in a different room that's run by someone who's been a state chairman or whatever in the past. And the only requirements for that silent auction is that the item has to be at least 40 years old, but it has to be DU. And so to go in a separate silent auction room and see legacy and history of Ducks Unlimited on a silent auction, it's cool. It's like going through a museum. And it it is surreal because you think about our forefathers, founders of the organization back in 1937, and the myriads and thousands and tens of thousands of volunteers who have come before us today and and the and the millions of acres that we've conserved the cause remains the same and you know the efforts to get there and raise money may morph a little bit as as do the times but it's really cool to know that we have a singleness of purpose we know exactly what we need to do We've been doing it for 85 years now, and hopefully we'll continue to do it for 85 more at least. You know, you talked about the constancy of our mission. You also referenced a few changes there, and that is certainly something that we have seen uh, within the within the organization, at least in terms of the environment in which we work, the landscape in which we work. Uh, the last two years have certainly been um, an interesting time in that regard. If we go back to those kind of the start of all of this, the the, the pandemic. I would imagine a lot of us were pretty nervous whenever everything started to fall apart and we weren't, weren't sure what things were going to look yeah. like as we went forward. But, you know, we were we're at a time where we're trying to grow support for wetlands conservation. That's the change that I'm kind of talking about. Our, our mission is the same, but the way we're changing is to try to grow that supporter base by recognizing all these other benefits. And you got to think about that's a pretty, might be a pretty risky time to try change, right, when you're going through a pandemic. But how how pleased are you 
that when you look back now and realize that not only did we succeed in navigating the pandemic, but we did so in a way that allowed us to maintain that new, some of those new avenues through which Ducks Unlimited is working. And then how excited are you for the future of Ducks Unlimited now that we've kind of made it through that and proven that we can be successful in that regard? Yeah, thank you. And it's, it's a great question. You know, it's nimble is not a word I would have used in a, in a sentence with Ducks Unlimited several years ago. Um, we are nimble today. And it's not because of me. It's because of leadership in volunteers and in staff. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super encouraged by the, the nimbleness that the organization has, has become. You know, when this pandemic started, the last podcast I did in this room, I walked in with a mask on. Yeah. And I didn't know if I needed to leave my mask on when I was talking <laughs> in this microphone or not. But, um, but here we are today, and we've survived it. And, you know, the, the neat thing about Ducks Unlimited and the spirit of our volunteers and staff and the events that we did, and we pivoted to virtual quickly. We hadn't even pivoted to virtual last time we did this. And, and um, it shows a resiliency of the volunteer spirit, and we pivoted quickly. And we realized that we needed to start running DU like a business and have an open mind to making changes. And um, and we've made those changes. And and. By moving to virtual events, that saved us during the worst times of the darkest pandemic we've ever seen. We emerged through that stuff um, not trying to recover, like a lot of our peer organizations have. We emerged with growth in mind. We emerged. We had the, one of the best financial years we've ever had in the history of the organization during a worldwide pandemic. Um, it shows that Americans believe in conservation. They believe in the outdoor lifestyle, and they are willing to put their money um, where their belief is. And, you know, we're ready for that. What's happened in the last two years now is one of my platforms was to uh, follow up on what President Pete Coor started in the mid-80s, and that was land conservation in the United States. Well, my main mission was to take what President Coor started many years ago, uh, layer upon that the ability to make it much bigger. And we've done that. I'm, I could not be more proud of our finance team, our staff on creating the budgets, our senior leadership with Adam Putnam on on uh, organizational expansion, and um, those things to make DU bigger, better, stronger, faster, and and uh, in a time where there's great opportunity, we're not recovering, we're flourishing, yeah. and and so I feel that uh, that that's been a big thing to do. You know, when when we came out of the pandemic, we were stronger, and um, that's a tribute to our volunteers. And, and the ability for them to morph and move on. Doug, that's, you've kind of great, uh, given a great encapsulation of the last two years and a lot of the... You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Successes that we've had, and one of the times of the year when we celebrate our successes is our national convention, and that's where we're going to go to now in this conversation. And it's not just any national convention, (laughs) is it? It's the 85th national convention. You mean we still do those? We still do those. It's the first time in three years that we've had a national convention. Uh, We can all curse the pandemic for taking those two away from us. And this is going to be your first, your only, right? That's the sad thing is you're only going to get one of these as president. But 
it's going to be a fantastic one. So we're going to I want to let I want to give you an opportunity to talk about national conventions. I know you've been to several of them. Uh, this one's going to be in oh, what's the city that's going to be? Uh, New I think Orleans. the Big Easy, New Orleans. Right? New Orleans. That's right. that's right, down in South Louisiana, one of Duck Unlimited's highest priority landscapes. A ton of of staunch supporters of our organization down there. I'm looking. I am personally really excited about getting down there and being back with my Louisiana DU folks. But for those people that may not have been to a national convention before, such as me, I've never been to one, what can we expect? What's some of the great things just in general about national conventions? Well, I'll tell you, um, and for your never having been to one, I think you're going to be amazed because the national convention is the time where attendees open their mouths and drink the DU Kool-Aid. It is I mean, we're going to have fantastic conservation presentations, business sessions, but it's the stuff that leads into the big family reunion, whether it's the Redfish Tournament on Tuesday. That's going to be a great amount of fun. I mean, I I have a big secret. I'm on a fishing team, and we already have our hat and our shirt figured out to what we're going to do. And so it's it's a friendly competition. and and it's in a it's outside it's it's a great venue and and um, um, so the redfish fishing tournament on Tuesday Wednesday night we're gonna take something that the Louisiana State Convention has made popular and that's the roadkill cookoff we're gonna do that at Mardi Gras World and and um, you know New Orleans is a fabulous food town and Louisianans the volunteer spirit there are is is second to none. They they are passionate. They are there's a reason they call Louisiana sportsman's paradise. And we see it in our volunteers in Louisiana. And and you know, I, I love food. I like to cook and all this kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. I never talk about cooking with folks from Louisiana because <laughs> I feel totally outgunned on that. But uh um we're gonna get a profile of some of the best that Louisiana has to offer in the roadkill cook-off. I've been to a couple of those. I can vouch for the fantastic, it's it's a one-of-a-kind experience, fantastic food. The only ones I've been to are at Louisiana State Convention, right. and I'm I'm pretty sure that our folks down there are going to, as, oh. as as some of our famous chefs say, kick it up a notch there for New Orleans. Oh, I'm, and I'm I'm going to the Louisiana Convention this year as well uh, because I want to I want to see what it's all about and, and get a feel for that energy in preparation for our national convention. Louisiana volunteers have been phenomenal in in helping orchestrate this. Um, we're also going to have our, our Wings Over Wetlands Award celebration. You know, this is an important part. We used to do that during the body of the convention business session. And um, it's important that we recognize folks who are supporting our cause, states, colleges, individuals. And um, we have now we have a separate dinner, Wings Over Wetland, where we celebrate that. Our business sessions will be phenomenal. This year we have this convention, we have two business sessions, two half days. And... Um, We've got some fabulous keynote speakers. We've got great conservation presentations, um, fantastic video from our wonderful creative team. And um, it's, I'm awestruck. I learned something at every convention just by watching the conservation presentations. It's it's phenomenal. You know, we'll we'll, um, we'll have some unique presentations. Um, We will have um, our great live auction and gala on Saturday night, the that's, final night of convention. That's like a, a big banquet. Oh, huge. And, and <clears throat> yeah, huge celebration. Not, we get auctioneers in from Texas, and um, they're elevated on an elevated stage and um, got some really cool things. And and um, it's a it's a high-energy DU, you know, Super Bowl auction type event. Really neat. Probably going to have an opportunity there to taste some additional Louisiana cuisine, I would imagine. I would be disappointed if we could not. 
but I have a feeling that we will. And, and you know, one of our keynote speakers is the great Archie Manning. Legendary I mean, Archie Manning. Who else? To How be did we keynote? pull that off? I know. That's <laughs> phenomenal. And um, I feel honored and humbled to have Archie Manning be present at our national convention and give us a talk. And uh, I understand that, that, uh, uh, that Mr. Manning is a, a very humble person, and he's one of us. That's that's the kind of folk that we have at our national convention. So if if you haven't been to a national convention, go to New Orleans. Register, great town, great city, great venue. A lot of planning goes into it. And I guarantee you, when you leave, your glass is going to be overflowing. So, Doug, I, I echo everything you said in terms of encouraging people to be there. I am super excited about all the activities that we're going to have there. I think the podcast is going to try to have some presence there as well. Not really sure what that's going to look like, but we'll we'll make some excitement out of that. The dates on the convention are July 13th through the 16th. If people want more information, if people want to register, registration is still open. It, you can find information at convention.ducks.org. And... This is also, it's a bit of a sad time, I guess, to have to say bye to you as our as our president, uh, Doug, but you'll continue on as a, I guess, chairman of the board, I Correct. believe is the way yes. that transition goes. So this will be your farewell moment. You will have some remarks for all the convention attendees, but I also want to give you an opportunity here on the podcast to 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 make some remarks to our membership as uh, as, as our outgoing president. Thank you. Well, <clears throat> first thing I want to do is is give a plug to our incoming president, who's Chuck Smith from right here in Memphis. And, you know, this convention, uh, more importantly, is the inauguration of Chuck Smith. It's not the departure of Doug Schoenrock. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'll we'll have a board meeting on Thursday. Um, I'll give my farewell address on Friday, and then Chuck Smith's the president. So um, this, is a, this is a shared event, but more importantly, it's Chuck Smith's inauguration, and I want to celebrate that. You know, I'll just say the last two years— has been a blur. Um, it, it feels like about a month to me. You know, it's it's been so fast. It's been so rewarding. You know, it it truly is life changing, and it's it's something that you will always remember doing. It's truly the milestone of a hunter or a conservationist life to be able to represent such a worthy cause, work with so many like minded people, and try to move the needle for future generations and. You know, that's, that's all I tried to do. I didn't try to be too sophisticated in it. My goal was to uh, leave this organization what I consider to be better than when I found it and to go into it with an open mind and to listen. And I think that, you know, anything we approach in life it, with that uh, resolve um, is the way to approach it. It's just kind of the way I'm built. So it's, it's, um, it's bittersweet, obviously. Um, actually, I think my dog will like it. <laughs> I know my wife, well, I hope my wife will like it, but I think she will, Linda. I look forward to not having a suitcase just lay on the on the bedroom floor open because you're going to repack it the next day. And um, uh, But yet it'll be bittersweet. And, and you know, once a volunteer, always a volunteer. So you don't have to be the president of this great organization to have an impact. I think the, I think the, the most important thing I've learned is that we're all the same. We're all cut out of the same cloth. And no matter what you do as a volunteer for this organization, you are making a difference. And to never forget that. And don't take that for granted. The duckhead deserves our respect. Our constituents, wetlands and waterfowl, they don't know boundaries. And as long as we're working actively in conservation, 
we're raising the level of wetlands. And by raising that level, we're, we're helping a myriad of different aspects of what wetlands do. And you mentioned this a little earlier, but, you know, it's come our way now. Finally, the pendulum has swung to our sweet spot on what we do. And the benefits of wetlands, uh, other than for waterfowling, but for flood attenuation, carbon sequestration, nutrient absorption, these are things that mainstream America now can get a hold of. And I think it's so important because our future is so bright. Our revenue possibilities are so strong because of what we've been doing for the last 85 years. And the conservation sportsmen, Ducks Unlimited member, know that. Finally, the rest of the world's kind of catching up to us. And I tell you what, I am honored to have been at the helm of this organization during that pivotal time. So to all the podcast listeners, thanks for listening, number one. Thanks for putting up with me, number two. But keep volunteering. And if you're not a volunteer and you're just a fan, become a volunteer. And thank you for supporting what I consider to be the greatest conservation organization in the world. Doug, on behalf of all DU employees, I extend to you sincere thanks over your service, your volunteerism, your steady leadership during a time of tremendous uncertainty. I can tell you personally was a reassuring thing to hear. Uh, It helped us get through. It really did. I, I mean that. To have leaders such as yourself, such as Adam, such as Raj, Rogers Hoyt, our chairman of the board, and everyone else in our leadership chain that remained steady, calm, determined, and competent was a huge reassurance to all of us. Thank you for that. And I look forward to celebrating with you and everyone else in New Orleans, July 13th through the 16th. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. As we continue this special episode where we're promoting Ducks Unlimited's national convention in New Orleans later this year, we heard from Doug Schoenrock, our president, on the on the previous segment about all the fabulous festivities that we're going to have. One of the things we did not discuss, and it is a special addition to our national convention this year, is a Louisiana decoy collection. And here with me to tell us more about this so people can understand what it is, look forward to it, and prepare to spend a lot of money purchasing these decoys is Dan Thiel, our Executive Secretary for Ducks Unlimited and Chief Operating Officer for the Wetlands America Trust. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mike. Very excited to be here and tell this story. Uh, First, let me begin with an acknowledgement of Patty Kemka. Patty Kemka is the staff person who oversees all aspect of convention Patty working with Mike Binge. Mike Binge is a former member of the DU board and a great leader and volunteer in New Orleans. Mike serves as the chairman of our national convention in New Orleans this year, together with uh, former board member Robert Walker, current board member Jay Owen. That group of people had an incredible idea to gather Louisiana carvers, decoy carvers, and feature them at convention. And so this thing has mushroomed into a very special opportunity on Friday of convention, which is July 17th. There is an event that's that's kind of a regular event as part of our convention. It's called our Celebration Dinner Wings Over Wetlands. Very special evening. Prior to that event, we will have a reception where we will feature about two dozen of these Louisiana carvers. They'll have their decoys on display. Some will be carving, some will be painting, but it's an opportunity for convention attendees to watch these carvers in action. And Mike, as you know, everyone knows Chesapeake Bay and Havre de Grace is seen as the decoy capital of the world. Louisiana is a close second in terms of decoy, waterfowling history, tradition, culture. 
And a good friend of Ducks Unlimited, major donor, very well-known author, probably the most prolific book on the history of Louisiana decoys is Brian Cheramain. Brian Cheramain wrote a book 30 years ago. The title of it is Lures and Legends of Louisiana. And you got to hand it to this gentleman. Um, He began at a very early age to recognize how how incredibly distinct and valuable the carving traditions and history of Louisiana were. He's collected a tremendous number of decoys. The book, unfortunately, is out of print. When you find it, it's incredibly expensive. But he is the most knowledgeable authority on these decoys. And I want to also share that Brian is the underwriter of the exhibit that is that's making all of this possible. So we will have some of the most noted carvers in Louisiana with us on Friday uh, prior to the dinner. And names like uh, Eric Hutchison, Cal Kingsmill, uh, Ricky Burris, it's pretty incredible the people who have been captivated by this opportunity Dan, that's great intro. I have a number of questions for you, uh, one of which is just sort of a, at a basic level. How is this going to how is this going to occur? What is, what's going to be the opportunity that people will have to purchase these, to, to bid on these? So first and foremost, we want folks to come to convention, participate in our annual celebration. These decoys will be able to be held and inspected at the gala auction on Saturday evening, One of the things we've learned as a result of COVID, the entire world has moved to an online opportunity, and Ducks Unlimited is a leader in that effort. So we're also developing an opportunity to showcase and sell these decoys simultaneously with the gala auction. We will also be able to put these online so that a broader base of decoy collectors may participate in the auction. And for those people that may not be in attendance, the remote participants, what type of opportunity are we going to give them to actually see the decoys that they'll be that they'll be bidding on, have the chance to bid on? So we actually have our creative team is working right now to do 360 photographs of each of the decoys. Those uh, decoys and a description will then be available on the convention website. And that's convention.ducks.org, that I is, believe? That is correct. Yeah, so folks need to keep an eye out for that. Uh, If you're interested, check back on that website. There will be information there. And if you're on the fence about whether to come to convention, maybe this kind of puts you over the fence, brings you there. And I have to say, you know, like most of you guys, I'm a a bit of a collector. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Cal Kingsmill. I've purchased several of his decoys. Cal has done an incredible job of gathering his friends in the carving world of Louisiana to bring them to this convention. Cal will be there. Uh, just, I mean, this is a part of living history. These individuals will be with us. There'll be an opportunity to visit them, to buy their decoys, and to to watch them work their magic. My wife and I have a couple of Cal Kingsmill decoys as well. We lived in Lafayette sure. for 13, 14 years. And anyone that has been to a Louisiana Ducks Unlimited State Convention has seen a Cal Kingsmill decoy. They're a prized item as we see every year in the in that live auction, Cal typically donates one or, or one or two. And I'm sure many of these others or every one of these others is going to be in that same category. So this is pretty cool. How many carvers did you say and how many decoys? So we anticipate uh, well over 20 decoys. Uh, some of the carvers have donated pairs. 
and then we we actually have a you know there is a very noted carver in Louisiana by the name of uh, Jet Brunet, and Jet Brunet has a long history of working with Ducks Unlimited. He is actually carving now a decoy that will be available at this auction. A one and of a kind. It is truly a one of a kind. And so on site that evening, we anticipate anywhere from 12 to 20 of the carvers being with us. And we they're our guests. They're going to stay and participate in Friday's dinner. Yet another reason for people to get excited about convention, both if you're going to be in attendance or if you want to try to participate remotely in this particular aspect of convention. Dan, thanks for joining us here and bringing to us this other exciting component of Ducks Unlimited's national convention later this year in New Orleans. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. We extend a very special thanks to all the guests on this particular episode. The one and only legendary Archie Manning at the top, our president, Doug Schoenrock, for all the great insight he provided and for his leadership over these past two years. We thank Dan Thiel for bringing great information on that decoy collection that folks are going to want to check out at National Convention. And we thank all of you for listening. We thank you for, for being with us in National Convention, those of you that are going to be there. We look forward to catching up with you. We also thank our producer, Chris Isaacs, who, who always does a wonderful job with these episodes, getting them out to you. And for everyone out there for your support of wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. Your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.